Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm Bridget, and well, there went Peggy. And there went Peggy. Welcome to Gateway Anime. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, if things get weird in this video, uh, hopefully not the audio, we are trying a new recording program after, you know, multiple fails with the other one and me finally just being so mad at their help team that I was like, and cancel subscription. <laughs> uh, we tried our best. It just, uh, it didn't work out. We um, held out for like two months. We gave it a lot of effort and then did. switched. You particularly gave it a lot of effort. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Emails with those people at all hours of the night was just like, come on. Oh, and look at my new Starbucks Disney cup because I'm a nerd. It's a life day cup, which is from the Star Wars horrible Christmas special. Oh. I was like, there's maybe like five of us in the world that want this cup and I am one of them. <laughs> I'm so happy that it was so easy for you to get that cup. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I'm very uh, grateful for that, for you. Um, this is this is good. My cup yeah. is just this H-E-B cup that I had with the sticker you gave me that I put on it. Yeah. Which has survived the, the dishwasher for a no, while. So those stickers job. are great. Michelle Coffee, I love her. Uh I mean, we miss Small Business Saturday, but uh, she's an amazing artist. I love her, and the, she made those wonderful stickers. It's a Calcifush sticker. For the listeners, uh, Lauren's cup is just a titanium cup with a lovely Calcifush sticker. It's like a little peekaboo sticker. And then my cup Calcifer was Calcifer is my favorite character in Hell's Moving Castle, mostly just because I love Billy Crystal more than more than life <laughs> itself. More than life day itself. If you ah, so my cup was a life day cup. It's tan <laughs> and has a Wookiee holding that like magical orb in the red gown and it says life day and it's got like uh the Black Spire Peak and uh Millennium Falcon from Galaxy's Edge behind it. So and then, speaking of backgrounds, if you're watching us, I, since we're recording on a new thing and I can change my background, my background is appropriate for this episode. Oh my gosh. My cat just launched across the room. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's a lovely Edward Elric that will talk about his new look in the last episode of this. I have a crappy Chromebook. You just have to look at my kitchen still. <laughs> By the way, we have a Patreon. <laughs> we have a Patreon yeah. if you want to support Lauren. Our first purchase with it, if we get enough money on this Patreon, will be to replace Lauren's Chromebook. <laughs> we'll a computer, a computer. computer that's compatible with more than maybe one program. Preferably. Uh, really, on the only thing I can use is... Google Chrome. So I use it for Google Docs, which was great. If this but, recording uh, recording software, what I'm trying not to yell name brands, doesn't work, we will use Google Hangout. And if it doesn't, if your computer is not compatible with Google Hangout, I am calling the Google CEO myself <laughs> and having an exchange of words of being like, bro, how did you build a computer 
to be compatible with nothing. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I've I had cheap to that. I've had cheap Dells that work better than that. Like, granted, video hangouts weren't a huge thing back when I had my Dell. And, like, I've got a MacBook right now, but that's because of work. And, you know, it's not the best for other things, but... It has no RAM. Like, it's got, like, 10 gigs of, like, RAM, and then I have to have my external hard drive because it's like, hey, your memory's full. And I'm like, I have, like, two photos saved on here. Are you kidding me? If it helps, my uh, Chromebook literally has no RAM, like, at all. That's, like, the thing with it. It's all on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it could get worse. It's a Chromebook. It's just for the internet. That's probably why your video doesn't work right, because you have no RAM. Well, when I bought this, it wasn't for podcast purposes. But I mean, like, no, I know. And it's like nobody knew that video was online video was going to take over the world until the pandemic hit. But it's just like, how why would you build a computer without any RAM? Like this computer would have won. I want to talk to the manufacturer. No matter if this is compatible or not, I'm still calling Google CEO and being like, I need to talk to you about your thought process when creating a Chromebook. It's like when I own, okay, the only thing that might be worse than a Chromebook is my, like, first-gen Microsoft Surface. That sucker. That sucker has, like, 30-minute battery life, (laughs) overheats, and it, you know, it's, like, supposed to be, like, a tablet, but, like... You have to have it on a flat surface, so it's not great as a laptop because it, it doesn't hold up on its own. The the key the pen for it works sometimes. Also, no memory. Also, sounds like it's like a airplane launching, and it gets so hot it like burns your skin. <laughs> I hate my surface. <laughs> I remember I was so excited. Graduated college, I'm gonna buy my own computer that's not my like 14 inch Dell laptop that weighs like 20 pounds. And I bought that surface and like a year into getting a job and trying to use that computer was like, Oh, okay. Well this will never work for anything in real life. Not even like watching movies, like the camera on it. Like you're just one giant pixel. You look like a character in Minecraft. I loved my last laptop. It was a Samsung laptop. It was one of the most expensive things I ever bought myself. Like, it was a, a good chunk of money, but I'd gotten, like, my first adult paycheck. Like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to buy something for myself that I need. And I, I bought that computer, and I loved the crap out of that computer. It was perfect. Just the best computer ever. And then I had it for probably six years, and it just crapped out on me. It was so sad. That's what I felt. That's how I felt about my 2010, like, Dell, that 14-inch laptop I was talking about. It it was, it's such a big screen. It's, like, bigger than most, like, my little TV screens. But, I mean, I had, like, six USB ports in there, backlit keyboard. Like, that sucker had so much memory. I bought extra memory for it. Like, I customized that sucker. And it lasted a long time. And... Man, the, I sometimes wish I still had that. I mean, I have the computer, but, I mean, 
I was also in college and downloaded things and, you know, I think I'm pretty sure it has like 12 viruses yeah. on it. But I, that's, that's what so, happened to my, my, my first Sony Vio. I had like the first generation Sony Vio that's like the most giant computer that was ever invented. And it had so much crap on it, but it lived for years. Like, I think I got that when I was 13 or 14, and I had yeah. it until I was like 20 years old, and then it just killed itself. But, Ugh. you know, it tried. It tried its best. I think it even came back to life once, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I got so much of my old fan fiction off of it, because, again, I had that when I was 13. Yeah. So... It was absolutely mortifying to go through, but Aww. very fun to find. Our <laughs> first desktop, like, at our home, where I made my, like, 500-slide Star Wars PowerPoint and all that stuff, <laughs> got a virus and, like, just died. And so I don't think we ever got, were able to get things off of it, but we still have the server, like, not the server, but, you know, the whatever and i'm the like most one day maybe we can pull things off of it there's so many photos on there too that's why we can't get rid of it we're like we don't even have a screen for it it's just like the hard drive sitting here my father still has my childhood desktop computer and he was trying to sell it no <clears throat> he was trying to sell it or something and he turned it on, and that is the computer I used to record all of my YouTube videos on. And I have a YouTube that I can no longer log into because it was on an old email and I lost all the information, which is yep, crappy, I've so got I can't one. delete it. Mm -hmm. It was awful. There's a lot of songs about that I wrote about Twilight <laughs> on there. And my dad went through everything <coughs> and found all these old videos of me. Uh -huh. And he thinks they're hilarious, so he kept them. He just has them now. I'm so proud and of him. I'm afraid of when they're just going to show up in my life again. Your <sighs> funeral, if you die early, it's just going to be your dad playing those videos. And I'm... Honestly, though, if he plays... Okay, I have one song that is the most embarrassing song I've ever written. It's called Edward. Literally just called Edward. Edward and I knew exactly in the movie where I wanted it to go. It was going to oh, be a new moon. It's for yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it for the movie before it came out, and I try. I submitted it, and I was like, "This is the song I wrote. I think you should use it. It's really good." I'm 13. I know good music, and straight, uh, straight up, it's called Edward, and it was going to go right where he's like leaving her. Like he leaves her in the woods oh, and disappears. Man. Yeah, and as soon as she turns around, the song would start playing. And it was, uh, it's to this day my mom's favorite song I have ever written. She asks me to play it all of the time. I've had all of this. the time. I'm a big fan. Have I, have I ever made you listen to this song? No, you've told me about it. You wouldn't let me listen to it. But you sent oh, me, so you sent me your uh, supernatural, uh, all the thing, all the, the Dean song. All the things that Dean's done. Oh, I, don't God. worry. I have it saved on my computer and I will never let that go. It's actually on my Google Drive just in case because that's how little I trust computers nowadays. You know, as far as really bad uh, rewrites of 
Killers songs go. That one was pretty solid. And I, I harmonized it. myself. It's like, really good. It's a jam. <laughs> it's a jam. I can't attest. Now you I know forgot. whoever's I listening this. to this is going to go search your old YouTube now. Well, they won't be able to find it because it wasn't under my name. It has a really weird name. Well, good for you because my dumb high school one's under my name. And we already, Max was looking for this podcast and just typed my name into YouTube and goes, hey, I found this and I followed it. And I was like, well, cool. That's my high school YouTube. I don't have the login. I don't even know. I don't even remember having a YouTube in high school, but apparently I did. And it's like flip phone videos and they're so dumb. And so pixelated. And I'm like, yeah, don't, don't watch this. You can watch, like, my ninth, ninth or tenth grade English project where we had to do um, Caesar, like, the, the play. And it's Star Wars version. And it's, like, horribly edited. It's, I, think it, I think the audio is cut off because it got flagged for copyright. Because back in the day, it didn't get... Nothing got flagged for copyright. But... Definitely put in some John Williams in there, and so there's no audio, and it's so bad. you can see my ex boyfriend, and like you know, it's it's like the early 2000s, so he's got like a bowl cut. Oh God, my, I'm in all black. I still am. My freaking oh, I'll look at that later. Sorry, <laughs> Dana texted me, and it's in parentheses, and it just says and every other website, and I'm like that what does that mean we're we're going to seattle in like two days so i'm which is why about if you're that. listening to this we're recording at 11 30 at night it's gonna um, be a little goofy <laughs> actually i'm gonna open that while i say this uh okay no i'm good so <laughs> um i am fortunately speaking of dana i've known dana so long that she knew me when i was in high school mm-hmm. and she therefore owns all of the music that I've ever made, I I gave it to her out of friendship because she has always been one of my biggest musical supporters. And she's the reason that I still have most of it. But unfortunately, that means that my music is on her phone at all times. And sometimes we'll just be driving and all of a sudden... Here comes this horrible song I wrote when I was 14. Like, my name just pops up. And it's my maiden name, Lauren Ford. Just there. And I'm like, ah, okay. It really ages me where it is. All the songs that Connor recorded for me before I got married all have my maiden name on it, like, in the album description. I'm like, oh, this is so, so weird. Oh, I hate it. Don't worry, I'm going to have my maiden name forever because I'll be single and alone and die alone. Unless you someone... Got me. Yeah, that's you right. you want my maiden name? You can have it. Bridget Four. There we go. <laughs> I mean, your oh, husband... kind of nice. Your <laughs> husband already thinks we're dating, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might well, not be, be wrong. Fair, <laughs> we kind of are. Like, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. I <laughs> So... I gift you a lot of things out of affection. I do. Uh, and I get really weirdly emotional about it and shut down like every good man does. So <laughs> there you, know. you go. Wait, am I the man or are you the man? I'm the man, obviously. But but I'm the one. Good I want to be. But I'm like. Do you want to be the man? I don't know. You I'm buying the man. I'm buying your affection. Okay. Well. I just figured I'm the man because I'm emotionally unavailable and I don't know how to show my affection. 
I guess that's true. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I mean, I can be that way as a girl, too. I am. <laughs> why don't Why don't you just be like Envy, and I just don't know what your gender is, and it's fine, and I just am, you know, we're dating. It's fine. That is kind of my goal in life. I just want to be as confusing as possible to <laughs> everyone. Like, I want to walk into a room and someone just to go, huh. Like, that's all I want. Huh. I don't want them to... I just want but them like to look at an me attracted, like, okay. huh? Like a... Yeah. Huh. I just want everyone to see me and be like, okay. I get I see it. You. I, they I don't just... need them to be attracted to me, but I need them to feel my vibe. So they're literally you know just I mean? gonna go, I see you. <laughs> yeah. That's all I need. Like, I that's, see you. That's it. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> that's my dream. That's my I dream see you, as Lord. a person. I see you. Hey. Lauren, can we also talk about how this weekend we went to our friend Crystal's and we played this game called Medium and we absolutely <sighs> sucked at it together? You're supposed okay. to, like, try you and guess. You absolutely should never play that game again. Everybody, let me tell you what this board game is. And I swear, after we talk about this board game, we will actually talk about this show. But let me tell you about this. Freaking... Our friend Crystal has this really cool board game called Medium. It's very fun. So you have all these cards, and all these cards have a word on it. Like mm -hmm. one could say ship, and the other could say cookie, right? Uh, I don't know. And the point of the game is that you both look at, you and your partner look at these words, and you try to think of a word that is between ship and and cookie or something that's in between like the example so, like, we used was like ahoy. truck and tornado and it was like one two three twister and then yeah. yeah and you're both supposed to say something at the same time and hopefully you say the same word and if you don't you use the words that you just said and try to find a medium there bridget panicked and just didn't say anything i just stared at them it was like and I was one of her partners. We're best friends. And then yeah. our other friend, Shane, who she's worked with for, years. for a long time, was her other partner. And for both of us, she completely just mentally shut down. I panicked! And Bridget doesn't drink. She wasn't drunk. The rest of us were pretty tipsy. She wasn't drunk. <laughs> She was just, she just shut down. So don't it was play one, medium two, with three. Bridget. And she just said nothing. She just so, said nothing. There was that one time I waited for you to say it, and then I pulled, like, the SNL skit when Kristen Wiig and them, they're, like, trying to sing the same song, and they're just, she's just, like, mouthing along. And I would, like, Lauren was saying something, and I just said what Lauren said real fast, too, and I was like, oh my god. So she cheated. I went, I'm sorry, I cheated. I'm sorry, I cheated. And then she admitted it. Bridget, everyone cheated playing that game. Everyone was just screaming. You're the only one that admitted it. You're the only one that admitted it. We I just was, I'm sorry, I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> because I just watched your mouth move and made the same sounds as you. <laughs> it was like, that's my bad. <laughs> At least we got Sam. That yeah. Was, well, after we'll I like have Sam, we'll always have Sam. We'll it was so Sam. bad. I mean, it was <laughs> Shane and I were okay the first round. It was like smoothie and boogers, and then we went like we. The issue was like 
one of you has to be dominant and one of you has to like be submissive because you have two different cards and Shane and I kept sticking with our cards so he kept guessing smoothie things and I kept guessing booger things and then finally on the last round we were like mucus and so he said he was taking that game to his in-laws this weekend and <laughs> I really am excited to hear how that went because it's almost like Monopoly where it led to everybody just yelling at each other and yelling things and I cheating just, while other people weren't looking <laughs> I just really wanted y'all to say flubber. Like when I think of oh, I didn't even think of flubber. I just think of flubber, and I was really disappointed. Especially since y'all are movie people, I was like, guys, okay. But I was thinking, I was thinking movie stuff on every other round, and nobody else was. And I was like, man, my brain is really One Direction movies now. I know it's okay. And then One Direction, like, it was just, like, anime in my head, because it was, like, short, wizard, and I was like, Edward Elric. And you were like... And I said Gandalf, because... Or no, I said Hobbits or something. I don't fucking remember. Gandalf is very tall, I just went... You did say Gandalf. I did say Gandalf. But, you know, I was thinking of a wizard and short people, so Hobbits, Gandalf. Like, it just, it was there. Anyway, this doesn't matter. The point is that the game was stupid uh let's let's talk about the episodes that we watched yeah 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 because that's not a representation of our relationship (laughs) when crystal like waited so long to say don't you have a podcast together i was like this has nothing to do with our relationship she's (laughs) just jealous she's just jealous that she can't appreciate anime with us and that's okay she could if she tried i've tried I got her into Attack on Titan after you got me into it. I know, but she won't watch My Hero no matter how many times I tell her. She did watch Tokyo Ghoul when I told her to watch it. Oh. Yeah, she she sends she me it. she sends me Levi Ackerman stuff now and I'm like, add a girl. Add a girl. I just I really thought that if she watched one or two it would really hook her, but it's just not. And that's okay. Anime's not for everyone. At least she tried it. That's yeah. Really as long as you yeah. try that's that's all we need. That's all we yeah. ask. But right. uh, this week we watched episodes 41 through 44, which is actually last week. So this is going to be really fun because my brain yeah, knows I, what happened, but, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> I know. I was looking at this like, what happened? I'm very excited to continue oh. watching now that we're doing this. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Woo! I know. I just remembered how it ended. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. How it ended anyway. is very, whew. All right. Oh, it double ended. Okay, sorry. Episode forty-one, the, the abyss. abyss. This is your Netflix summary. Uh, bound by more than blood, the Elrics have a long shared joy and pain. Now, with Al wondering the frigid void and Ed losing blood by Kimberly's hand, the mystical connection of their souls could prove fatal. So a little really spoilery. A bit yeah, little but a spoilery really about good. about. The state of Ed, because... Oh, does that happen in this episode? Yeah. Or was that the last episode? No, that's Ooh. this episode. They haven't fought yet. Netflix. I know. stuff together. Because this was a very mm-hmm. emotional episode, and then we don't see Ed again until the end of these four episodes. I know. And it's really nerve-wracking. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Oh, no, wait. Do you have voice actors? I didn't have voice actors. No, on this one. I, I was going to say. voice actors for this episode. This one is just like a continuation of the last one we left off on. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, here we go. All right. So my first note is when we tripping in the tunnel is a typical girl thing, and I hate it. <laughs> it is. Every anime girl is just the I know. Girl so they're the in the world. mines underground, and Winry like trips, and it, it's a sweet moment for Doctor Marco to be like, "Winry, are you okay?" Because, you know, we're seeing, like, a, a little redemption arc for Dr. Marco and all the horrible things he's done. But, I mean, I was like, really? I mean, can't May chain trip? I mean, like, she's the short, tiny girl with little legs. But, uh, anyway. No. Gotta be all right. right. She's in a short skirt. It makes it better. <sighs> Obviously. Obviously. I'm sorry. Short skirt in the frigid cold. Whatever. Um... Sorry if you'll hear a lot of snot tonight. I've on I've been sick for like a week and a half of just like you sound horrible. Better. Yeah, I my voice is back, but and I I've done a lot better, but I'm still man, I'm out of antibiotics, so I might have to go back soon. And it's and my cough is better. It's not just like a dying, but they said the cough yeah. is also asthma. I didn't know asthma presents itself as wheezing and coughing. So I did not either. That's yeah. Just found that out. So I just got a new inhaler. Ooh, ooh. So anyway, Bye. sorry, distracted. Uh, so they're they're in the tunnels. You know, we have um, Winry, uh, Scar, Marco, Mei Chang, Xiaomei, uh, and Yoki all under there to get back to Briggs. Um, and so. <laughs> I said, the dynamite thing was really funny. Everybody's, like, panicking at this dynamite, and Yoki's like, man, these are all wet. Chill out. Because this is when we get to see Yoki in, like, his element, because of what we talked about. You know, he was he was a yeah. horrible, corrupt, like, lord of a mining town. Um, so Major Miles orders his people to take out all of three of Kimberly's men the first chance they get, and to not take any risks. So Ed... And Al and Major Miles and all of them are still back in that city, abandoned mining city, and with Kimberly and Kimberly's henchmen, um, and they're trying to basically take out Kimberly, but Ed's not really in with this plan because, I mean, it's a lot of complicated, there's a lot of dangers happening. My first note on this episode was, why do I feel like Ed is about to do something stupid? Well, <laughs> that's my first note. And Lord, have, you're not wrong. <laughs> I know. I also wrote down uh, Miles's quote, letting someone live is harder than killing them, because I was like, ow. I know. But it is a good seen? quote, though, too. But I mean, like, yeah, it's you, like... Are you, like, unsure about your vibes on Miles? Is yeah. that just me? I'm unsure. I think he's got a lot of, like, stuff that's making him a little untrustworthy, right. but I think in the inside he's good, but I think maybe he's done some things and seen some things, and it makes him a little uh, jagged that I'm like, you could make some rough decisions that I really am not going to agree with, but I think I think yeah. his core is good, but I don't know. I'm worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got me All the people that I tend sketchy vibes. to like either die or turn evil, so I'm <laughs> that is That is very true. Uh, so, so okay. uh, I said, he says they're not allowed to speak of this mission at all. This is Miles talking to his men. Uh, and Miles wants to kill them all, but Ed doesn't want to kill. So, like, what you're just saying, like, I, he's just, like, okay with murder. But, I mean, like, at the same time, like, his whole people got wiped out. I don't know. He's, he's he's a bridge soldier, so they're, they're it's very made of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. I so, get you. 
I don't know, though. I just, I have a bad feeling about Miles right now. Yeah, and Miles says they all have the mindset of not wanting to kill at one point, but he says they're going through a couple of wars. You realize letting people live is harder than killing at times. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I want to know more about his backstory because, I've, like I said, I I feel like there's a lot there. I'm I think sure at the we'll core, get he's good. Yeah. Because they never, this show well, is I don't so know. We only have like 20 episodes left. Dude, that's crazy to think about. I really hate that. We literally only have 20 episodes left. Mm -hmm. There's 64 episodes. Yep. Oh we have 20 gosh. episodes oh. left. I'm sad. I, I wasn't expecting to be sad. I think after this, you know, after episode 44, we're about to go on a roller coaster and just hit full throttle. Like, we're, oh we're going to be revving at... Anyway, I'll get there in a second with this horrible quote. Yes. Stop. Revving at full throttle. Shut um, up. <laughs> I'm so mad that's the title of that episode, too. I was like, I know, why is it so called stupid. this? And then that ha that was said, and I was like, I hate that so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay, so in Jing, a true being, this is my quote, air quotes, true being is an immortal. So this is all of them reading the notes that um, Scar's brother had taken. Uh, they're used as like the same term for being gold. So in the notes, golden being is a, an immortal person, probably. It's Legend called Shinhito. Oh, oh. I don't know if they told you that in the thing. I don't I liked the think so, but I'm glad you took Shinhito. that out. Uh, yeah. Legend says it's the golden being because the guy who brought Alka history to Shin had golden hair and golden eyes. And in parentheses, the camera, I write that the camera pans to Vaughn, healing Izumi in this last episode, and he has golden hair and eyes. And in all caps, I write, Lauren was right. You're off the wall prediction that both of us thought, like, joked about, because even you said your own prediction was so crazy, is real. I'm three for three, man. We also just found out that I've been right about a My Hero Academia thing that I said like over a year ago. And over a year we just ago, just found out that like when, I was right today. So when I first started excited. watching and reading My Hero, Lauren told me that was her theory, and as of today, that chapter that released today, Lauren's theory from however long ago it was that you watched it what is, is right. Today? Today is November 28th, so if you're reading the chapter that came out today, uh, I was right. I'm amazing. That'll be two weeks I, from now, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, just having the best, the best day. <laughs> the best day. I mean, uh, you mentioned it in the very beginning of this show that you were good at guessing, like, you've just proven it for the listeners over and over again now, like, so quickly, like, you just <sighs> showing that skill off. I'm... I feel like I have to live up to it now. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> just, pressure's on, Lauren. You, you, you just okay. went, went hard at it out of the gate, so. Um, well, let's do it. I love that Winry, so it, when they're talking about gold being Winry, if, in case you didn't connect the dots to for, like, they, they're going to do it for you in the show, and they said, that sounds like Ed and Al. I was like, thank you for people like me that like watched a whole episode with like Daddy Elric and not putting things together. Like I have to have those cues sometimes. So thank you. Well, 
It's there for you. Thank you. I was I laughed at that because I was like, oh, they were really concerned that maybe we weren't going to put that together. Um, so the Chimera soldiers walk ahead and stomp down the snow so they can walk. And then, because uh, they're out of the uh, mines and they're trying to walk to Briggs and the snow's so bad. And then all of a sudden you just see this metal leg sticking out of the snow and yelling for help. And it's stinking Al. Al has like fallen and gotten buried in the snow. And it's just like, like Wizard of Oz style Tin Man. Help. Such a sweet baby. I know. Uh, so Al has, go has gone to try and stop them from going to Briggs like we saw in the last episode. Um... So now they're going to this little town in the mountains where the Ishvalan people have taken shelter. Scar says, I think a few people of ours have come here and we'll go there because we can't go to Briggs because uh, General uh, Armstrong is no longer there. So, <laughs> I, uh, um, I said, lol, they made a fake owl with a soldier in it to fool Kimberly. So they don't get suspicious that Al disappeared. So Ed has made a fake armored owl, and it's just got a northern soldier in it who, like, can't walk. He's like, this armor's so big, <laughs> which I thought was so dumb, but also clever. But, oh, yeah, look at them. Super stupid. Um, so Kimberly's already gotten the vibes that there's betrayal happening, and he can't trust the northern soldiers. Uh, the snipers are positioned to shoot him. But then Ed pops in the way. Because, you know, Ed and Al are very against killing for killing's sake. Like, they, they don't want more bloodshed. Uh, and also, if you shed more blood anyway, you're kind of helping the... The, the cause. Yeah, I was like... You're, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, stop stop killing. <laughs> um, so, Kimberly knows about the murderous intent. Those are my quotes for people listening. Uh... Like a sixth sense, he picked up an Ishval, you know, because he was the murderous intent. He was the one causing the bloodshed, so he knows what the feeling in the air is like. Uh, he does alchemy and creates a fog so the snipers can't get him. Uh, so we see two more Chimera soldiers, a lion and a gorilla. I write, oh, the lion from the credits! <laughs> so, uh, we, I mean... I'm hoping that they're going to eventually be on our side since they're in the credits. Like I, they're, they're fighting with Ed now, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, now Ed has to fight two chimeras because Kimberly got away in the fog. Uh, they can't see, but they can smell. So it's giving him advantage of the fight in the fog. Uh, I said, L <laughs> LOL Ed's dumb face when he gets the chimera to explain what's all in the dynamite. He's okay, like them. I made a stupid note about this because it was really frustrating for me to watch this scene because I think the most unbelievable part in the show where, like, there's a literal walking empty suit of armor just there all the time is that these two idiots know exactly what dynamite is made of off the top of their head. I mean, apparently no great school way. in this country is great. They're, they're really good just, at chemistry. <laughs> Just nah. That's all I'm saying. That was they're so like stupid. Yelling like, yeah, dynamite's like twelve percent ammonia and fourteen yeah. percent glycerine acid. Sorry, I it's obviously am not smart in chemistry. Ed to tell them 
but it's a whole nother for them to just come up with it off their butts. And also, while I have you stopped, I did write down a bad pun that I have to tell you now because I wrote Tell Bridget this pun in my notes. Oh, no. Um, You get to see Kimberly without his hat in this, and I really enjoyed seeing Kimberly without his hat, and I just wanted you to, to know that when he takes the hat off, he does, in fact, look like a smooth criminal all right, so moving Thank on. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so mad that you wrote that in your notes too. I did. Oh I gosh. said, "Tell Bridget." <laughs> I literally wrote, "Tell Bridget." Kimberly looks like a smooth criminal. You've been hit by. Uh, you've been struck by a smooth Kimberly. Smooth criminal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so okay, I'm sorry. mad at that. Okay, so. I'm laughing at Ed's dumb face because I love when this this show goes from like being super serious and like bloodthirsty and blah 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 to a dumb drawing of Ed's face because he's being you know mischievous, the which is exactly dude. what the manga is too. Like, uh, the, I love this artist, this creator so much. She is so funny in the way she draws this, um, but. Uh, he's explaining what's all in dynamite, so he turns it into ammonia, and I was like, he loves chemistry so much. Uh, and, like, knocks out the chimeras. Uh, but doesn't kill him, just, like, knocks him out. Uh, so now it's Ed versus Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly's trying to use the Philosopher's Stone against Ed, and then Ed is apparently incredibly fast. So this is, like, brought up multiple times now that, um, he, he's got speed. And so I'm, I'm not sure if, like... Sorry, I wrote down that he pulled a Rock Lee. Rock Lee? So, Rock Lee is a character in Naruto. And it's, oh. You, he's the best character in Naruto, period. I've watched enough of Naruto to know that Rock Lee is the best boy. And so, basically, Rock Lee is someone who can't use jujutsu. Like, he can't use jutsu. Like, he can use a like non like he just snapped jutsu like it's like a thing like he can only use physical attacks so he made okay. his physical attack like the best attack he could do by wearing all of these leg weights and in the middle of this like big battle that he's having in the tuning exam he's like all right you're a pretty good opponent i'm gonna kick it up to the next level because he was already doing really good and he takes off his leg weights and just drops them and everyone's like oh what's that gonna do and they make like huge craters in the ground that's exactly what happened to ed here is he got this new lightweight cold metal gear and that's why he can move around so much better i think so he pulled a rock lead that was my long way around that there you go thank <laughs> please you please enjoy i know no i know more about naruto now because i like know nothing about it <laughs> so i hope you enjoyed <clears throat> it <laughs> thank you uh yeah <laughs> But I mean, like they mention it a lot, so I wonder if it'll come back in somehow. I don't know, but I'm I mean, sure it's, it will. It's his cold metal gear because they they talk about how lightweight it is. Um, so Ed slices Kimberly's tattoo, thinks he can't transmute, but then Kimberly pulls out a second philosopher's stone because Ed didn't realize he has two, uh, and telling Ed his sense of mercy is about to get him in a lot of trouble because Ed doesn't want to kill Kimberly. He just wants to, like, capture him. So that's why he sliced his transmuting tattoo because he thought he was going to stop him. 
Uh, and then there's this huge explosion. Um, and Ed is Ugh. now, Ed is now way underground. Kimberly did this big explosion, I think probably because of all the ammonia in the air too. And so it just combusts and because the ground's hollow below, it just caves in. Uh, Ed's underground and I go, oh, he's pretty banged up. And the two Chimera are trapped under rubble. But then you see, cause there's all of a sudden this huge puddle of blood that Ed has had his like torso pierced by this giant metal pole and he's like passing out from pain or blood loss. I'm, I'm freaking out. And so then all of a sudden we pan over and we're back to Al and Al passes out. And I was like, eh, are they passing out because they're connected? Uh, because if, when Ed passes out, Al passes out. And I'm like, is this because... I, I think it has to be, because Ed is the fuel for Al's body, so if he's not there... Like, if he dies, Al dies, too. Yeah, because, you know, like we, like you just said, he's the fuel for Al's body. We saw that in yeah. the void, that that's why Ed is so short. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ed's so short, and, like, sleeps all the time, because he's having to power two bodies. He's keeping... Al's body alive in the void. And so that's how we see how close to death Ed is right now by being pierced by that pole, which like absolutely freaks me out. Um, hated it. Hated Al it. I'm so glad this wasn't like the last episode. I know. I'm glad this was our first episode mind. or else I would have called you and be like, no, we're watching five episodes this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but Al says he's being pulled back again and his body's pulling his soul and starts passing out, which is terrifying because Al's not a body. He's just an armor, so I, I can't imagine how Winry and them are feeling right now. Because they, they can't, like, do CPR or something. Like, he's I'll just I'll answer that armor. for you. They're feeling really awful. Uh, they're really much not enjoying it. Uh, they're really much not enjoying it. They're... I'm, I'm tired, dude. I just survived Thanksgiving weekend. I know, I know, but that's my <laughs> favorite <laughs> sentence. They're really much not enjoying it. They're really much. Really much. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing that down because that's how much um, I enjoy that. Really no. much not enjoying no. it. I don't know if that's our title for the show, but uh, <laughs> it's a contender. I'm upset. Because that's my favorite okay. thing to do now is to write down dumb things we say to uh, no. find find our title if you haven't picked up on what I've been doing. Oh. Um, anyway, so <laughs> oh, it, it pans back to Ed. To Ed, and, uh, and this, Ed says this quote because he's coming, coming back to consciousness. I won't make her cry especially over something so stupid. And I was like, oh, because the last thing he told Winry when they were at that train station was the next time I make you cry, it'll be out of happiness. And oh, I'm like, go down with this shit. <laughs> I can Seriously. cry right now because I'm like, don't, it's, don't. It's late at night. Is my ship? You can't tell because I have this lovely, like, filter gloss thing on because I look really rough, but I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling. Okay, if I cry, my nose will be even worse. Uh, um, anyway, Ed transmute the pole, transmutes the pole out of him, and he saves the Chimera soldiers, even though he's, like, bleeding out. Uh, part of the pole is still in Ed's stomach, though, because it, 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 he can't pull it out. 
And he asked the chimeras, the chimera soldiers for help. They're confused on how he's helping them and why, and he's being so kind. And, uh, I mean, I think it just goes to show you how pure these boys are. Um, Ed's going to have to use his own life force, he says, like he would a philosopher's stone to heal himself, which my brain can't really wrap all the way around that kind of, because, I mean, I'm like, what do you mean? You are your life force? So, it's... Like the power of like two years? The power of... Yeah. Okay, because he says it's going to take a few years off his life, and I'm like, so you're like gathering years of energy and... I think it's... Because he's healing himself, it's like he's taking the time it would take for him to heal that wound completely and yeah. and putting it towards that. I don't know. <laughs> they, they won't explain it either. I, I know. We, like we were talking about before we were recording, anime logic sometimes is really confusing. But how frustrating that a Philosopher's Stone is literally right freaking there. I know! But the Chimeras don't know how to use it, and Ed doesn't know it's know. there, and... <sighs> so uh, it might fine, take a few years off his life, but Ed doesn't have a choice. He has to picture himself as a single mass of energy. So he's using literally like, basically if you could take your soul, which is what, uh, I mean, I, a philosopher's turn is take your soul and you're going to chop off a piece. So you're going to have a shorter lifespan, but you're going to use that piece that you chopped off to heal yourself. Like, <sighs> okay. Um, so... I'm just, he says the Philosopher's Stone that's powered by a single soul, like, you know, his dad. I kind of, I'm, I'm jumping conclusions here. We get, we get more info on that later. Um, uh, he remembers what it's like to harness the soul to use life, you know, when he used Envy Stone inside of Gluttony to get themselves out. Um, he rejoined his undamaged organs and managed to stop the bleeding, but he needs a real doctor because, you know, he's probably got a lot of lacerations and internal organ damage. Uh, and then he passes out. The lion chimera finds the philosopher's stone that Kimberly dropped in the whole fight and, uh, tucks it in his like pocket and then resigns from, they both are like, Hey, consider this our official resignation of working for Kimberly and them. And we're going to be free people now. And they decide to help Ed since they owe their lives to him. Uh, which I think is the such growth. Yeah. They are kings of the chimeras. Yeah, they've that's now four chimeras honestly. they've they've gotten to their side. And that's not even counting the chimeras uh, that five. were with greed. Yeah, and yeah. five if you want to count Nita Tucker and I don't wanna count them. Well I'm I just saying. Don't wanna count Nina Tucker. I like I don't like that you said Nina Tucker is like a one big. Uh yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the dog, so... Oh, oh, Nina Tu... Alexander. Alexander, thank you. Tucker's the last name. Uh, okay, I was thinking Tucker's the Would you like some... No. Would you like some fun facts? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh. We got two more notes. Oh. Okay. Oh. So, they're going to find Ed a doctor, and I said, uh, their compassion and mercy is what... Uh, Ed's, Ed and Al's compassion and mercy is what's changing people to good. They're seeing that there is someone who wants the better for the their world and don't want to kill Zap Power. Um, and then after credits, after credits scene, uh, this is how the quote is, this is how the war begins. 
Uh, and then there's like signs of father in his lair, uh, flashes of that, and then Vaughn in the tunnel under Briggs and meeting up with Pride, which is a big deal because Pride looks just like the homunculus in the flask, so, uh, well, I will get a little, you know, reunion kind of-ish thing there. Um, but that's all I had for this episode now. Alright, uh, here are your fun facts. This episode was adapted from... Chapters 76, uh, Shape of a Person, Shape of a Stone, and Chapter 77, The Tables Are Turned, A New Transmutation Circle. Um, at some point in this episode, they just decided they were tired of drawing the bloodstained scarf on Scar's arm, so they just stopped. <laughs> uh, but let's remember that that was there at one point. At and one they point. get it together. When uh, retied it. Is, yes. She did. Not very well, because it's gone now, but that's fine. Um, Ammonia is actually colorless. They made it green so you could see it. Very unfortunate color to choose. Um, But yeah, I just want you to know that scientifically. And I knew that off the top of my head, as everyone should, because that's just how life is. I'm kidding. I I didn't. I'm making fun of this stupid BS, dumb primary (laughs) soldiers. I hate it. I hate it. And uh, <laughs> my last fun fact is that Ed's wound is exactly where Mustang's was when he was in his battle with Lust. Exact same spot. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if that was something they meant to do, but I really liked the foil of it. And that's that. Good fun facts. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, so that's like the last we see Ed for, like, two episodes. So next up is episode 42, Signs of a Counteroffensive. Lauren, you got a Here, Netflix summary? I I do, Bridget. Yeah, I like that wiggle. Yeah, I my like little excited wiggle. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, all right. So May and Marco's efforts to decode... Don't, don't make fun of me for McConaughey-ing <coughs> that. I... Sorry. That is who we are. I'm just laughing because he was like, I'm not going to run for Texas mayor. And I'm like, or governor. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. No more celebrities, please. No. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger he was a very good governor, I will say. I, I do love California that. California when he was our governor. And I just I also love that. that he's the governator. He's Anyways. the governor. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, May and Marco's efforts to decode the research of Scar's brothers yield progress, but it might be too late to prevent catastrophe. Violence is spreading across the land and, and will soon reach the northern border. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, Do we have any new voice actors on this one? No. No. All right. Crazy, um, right? I know. I mean, it, I, like I said, I think we're getting the meat and potatoes now. Like, we're just about to zoom through the, the this ending. There's not going to be too many new people. We've got all the cards set up, and now we're just going to watch how they play out. Uh, so, for this episode, we go right into the opening credits. And then I wrote a note for these opening credits. Why is it... Opening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, love it. I love it so much. We had the new opening last, ep- last episode. Did we? Yeah. Oh, am I on the wrong page? Oh, no. I just I just wanted to reinforce how much I really love <laughs> the new opening. Yeah, I'm much sorry, better than bad. when we, we changed into that other one. 
Um, but I wrote about these credits, like, why does it seem like Ed and Al are always separated or on different planes in this whole Maybe opening credit? Are. Yeah, and so they're separated right now in the show, and I'm like, how long is it going to be until they're back together? And right now, like, we've got Al who's trying to, like, go back to his body, his soul's trying to leave. Ed, we don't know the state of Ed, like, he was dying. I just, it's just giving me really scared vibes, and I'm not very trustworthy of it. Anyway, I know. That was my note about the opening credits. It's okay. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, all in all, sorry, I hit myself. I'm sorry, I'm you? sorry, continue. How dare you? Uh, so I wrote sorry. in all caps about that, though. Ugh! <laughs> That's the only way I could explain my emotion. Um, so they had to take Owl apart in pieces to break him along to the journey because he was way too heavy. His suit of armor is way too heavy. So Al comes back to consciousness in like a corner of the room and is like, hey, what the heck? Because it's just in pieces everywhere. Um, and so they're looking at all the notes uh, that Scar's brother had and they think that they're all in code. This is like the first time they've all gotten to sit down and look at all these notes and not be like, underground or running for their lives. So they're actually getting to kind of study this with Scar, who can read these. Um, they think the notes are all in code. So May starts thinking about assembling the pieces. This is where Laura and I had some issues with this. <laughs> assembling the pieces and like matching words for words and overlapping them and making, making pictures overlap and they can make a connection. And so she's like drawing around them. Meanwhile, also, okay. they haven't put Al back together, so he's yeah. stuck in a corner watching them make this puzzle while they could have put him in together. I really wanted to give them a minute to kind of get this code thing together. I was like, okay, I can kind of see that, whatever. Maybe they go by, like, page number or something, but they don't. That's not what happens. It's just overlaps like, hey. everywhere. Like, how do you yeah. know? They're like, hey, if we just put these same words over each other, all right, but if it's the same word that you're putting over each other, are they all the same word and you're just guessing at which way they're supposed to go? Yeah, and like which one goes where? Like, what are you doing? It doesn't. So it doesn't make sense. They're doing that, and then they draw the, and it makes a transmutation circle. I was like, but how did you know to connect that word to that word to that word to that word? Like, anyway, and like we said, anime logic. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's and fine. so Al says there's got to be more than one. They're like, oh, a transmutation circle citywide. We already knew that. We know they're making a giant one. And then Al says there's got to be more than one code because, you know, when they were pining out for the Philosopher's Stone, it was a code and then a code in the code, like Inception code. And they've only broken the first codeception. I like that. Uh, write that down. Dear Lord. <laughs> um, and so they, I've really broken the first one and there's two sides to the papers. And I was like, stop. So instead of like just having it all laid out, like I would have taped this all down and then flipped it. Like they flip each one paper over and, um, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so they flip it all together and it creates a new Amestrian transmutation circle. And I was like, again, how did you know to connect this and create, draw this new design? Like, you're the one making the design. Anyway, uh, it's activated through Shingi's Alka history instead, instead of, you know, the normal al alchemy circle, whatever. Yes. So that's, that's what we see. And meanwhile, Al is still 
in pieces in a corner. So, <laughs> anyway, we pan over to Kimberly. Kimberly's in a tunnel and sees where Sloth has been digging. Uh, Pride meets up with them and tells him, because he's in the shadows, Pride meets up with him and tells him to carve the crest of blood uh, at Briggs, which means spill a bunch of blood at Briggs. Uh, and he tells them to use their strength uh, to his favor. And Sloth is almost done with the tunnel, so there's very little time left. And Tim Kimberly's like, word, heard. Uh, so that's not great. That's not great for us, because that not, means not good. that we know Briggs we is like the it. last stop of that circle. And yeah. then I'm sure just not great things from there. Um, mm. So Major Miles is back at the fort in Briggs, and they believe that Kimberly's just missing, because they know there's a battle, and the other soldiers come back, and they're like, we can't find them. And they're like, hmm, interesting. Um, <clears throat> but they're all very concerned that Ed is missing, as you should be, as we are. Um, I like that Mustang's men are all keeping in touch and they're seeing that all the border walls, so Mustang's men are also putting this all together. All the border walls are in combat and being sent for slaughter, essentially. Um, but, uh, okay. I wrote, oh no, sad face. Fury is literally in the trenches and is maybe dead. Oh because my gosh. Yeah. That was so upsetting to watch. I absolutely hated every second of that. So all He's of Mustang's men know too much, and so they're sending them off to these border wall conflicts and hoping to kill them off. And Fury's, like, uh, on the phone and radioing for help, and then we just see this giant explosion, and I... I, if Fury dies, I'm going to be so sad because he was the sweetest. And Honestly, I think the show needs it, though. Yeah, I, they need a catalyst. Now, yeah, they really haven't had much... They haven't had anyone big die, you know? Like, they haven't really felt the consequence of all of the crazy that's going on. And they killed uh, Lust, so you know they want to take out yeah. their people. And so it's either Fury that's going to die uh, or Mustang, and I don't want it to be Mustang, so... Mustang, I think, has too much backstory we still haven't seen yet, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, and there's only 20 episodes left, so let's see. Uh, I feel I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of emotions in these last 20 episodes. I don't know how they're going to fit it all. I don't either. Anyway, um, upset. Yeah. So Mustang is using the Armstrong florist to keep in touch with his men. Uh, and Sloth is digging right under all the cities. Uh, the tunnel is now all connected. We see... Um, why do I... Did I skip over the fight? What fight? With... Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. So now we see that the, the, the tunnel's all connected, and Father says the day of reckoning is almost in their grasp. And I just... Ugh. Okay. Uh, and then we, we pan to Lior, which we haven't seen Lior since, what episode was that, three? Two? Episode three, and then we see Rose. She's yeah. back. Rose the is there. The girl with the stupid bangs that we the hated. girl with the emo dyed only bangs, uh, that we didn't like, but look, character growth. She's there, and she's feeding everyone in the city, because they're rebuilding the city. Because if you remember, um, Lior, you know, after they took down, what's his name, the false priest... Yeah, uh, I don't remember his name. Whatever. I, I, I like it's at like the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. 
father father something. Um, father stupid. That's what I'm gonna call it. Father him. stupid. Anyway, too many fathers. Uh, too many daddies. Uh, it's definitely not a daddy. Not a daddy. Just a father stupid. Just a father stupid. A fake father stupid. Um, so, after Ed and Al took him down, you know, it's supposed to be like peace because they've gotten rid of the false priest. Uh, but they sent in Central City soldiers and, a, you know, another riot started and a bunch of blood. And so we know now that's probably a, a, a crest was carved in blood there. Um, so now they're having to rebuild the city after those soldiers left and Rose is feeding everybody. And it's just a little sweet moment of seeing Rose, you know, taking care of the men and they're being nice and like, hey, we love your work. I mean, your food. Um, and uh there's no meat in the city and she's feeding anyone and everyone and then all of a sudden we see Vaughn laying on the ground and begging for food and he's in Lior. Vaughn, if you don't remember, is Vaughn Hohenheim. Uh or, Daddy uh, Daddy Ho. Daddy Ho is Lauren's notes say. Daddy Ho. Uh and he's in Lior, and there's not much left after the riots. Um, Vaughn asked to be pointed to the church of Leto, 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 where the Leto, where the riots started, and you can see the uses of alchemy. Again, this is where Lord and I just realized a few episodes ago. Oh yeah, I guess that does leave like a trail. Um, and you also see like Ed's giant like arm thing. He made the statue do to crush uh, the Letoan priest. Uh, Leto, Leto, oh, gosh. Uh, anyway, whatever it's whatever. So underneath that temple, the water has turned toxic, and no one's quite sure how it happened. But Vaughn thinks it was made that way purposefully to keep people from going any further. Uh, Vaughn can also use alchemy without any circles or anything. So um, that's because he's a human philosopher's stone. But you know, just wanted to make that note. Uh, and they're like, oh, it's like a miracle. And he says, it's no miracle, but I know what it is. It's some kind of alchemy. Uh, and that's growth for Rose. She, so the other guy said that, uh, when Vaughn did his magic thingy and you know what? Good for Rose. Good for, good for Rose coming to senses, yeah. you know, Ed could have been a little more sensitive about it, but look at her. Uh, Ed doesn't know how to be sensitive. That's, we know this. Yes. That's not a thing. But character growth on Rose. Um, yeah, good for Rose. So, Daddy Elric Vaughn goes under there and that uh, go, makes a little stone so he can walk across the poison water. And he sees a tunnel with train tracks that he found. And Pride busts out of nowhere. And Vaughn is trying to trap or stop him, but nothing will. And he's like running away because, like, I mean. Pride, we've seen what Pride does when you're in the dark tunnel. It just, like, slices you up. I mean, he's got so many teeth. So, I mean, it's just like a shadow of teeth. Uh, oh, I hate that I just did that. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> Pride stops when he sees and knows who he is. Or so I thought. But there's, like, an edge of the tunnel that Vaughn has stepped over. And Pride can't go past that. And it's the edge of the city. And so Vaughn, <laughs> uh, like, teases him, and, you know, pride is pride for a reason, and says, um, 
he's at the edge of his container and he's like, ah, you can move freely throughout the city, but you can't go past here. It's just like your flask from back in the day. Ooh. And you know, pride's like, just got one up. Like he just got dunked on and he is mad. Uh, and so, um, a quote I wrote down from pride is I left all the necessary emotions in father, all but one. My name is pride. And he is the first, like, of the splits from Father, who is the homunculus in the flask. Um, so Vaughn lists all the seven deadly sins that exist inside of men. Uh, Pride was the first that Father separated and gave him his own appearance of what he used to look like when he was in the flask. He is the first essence of his father. Um, Pride tells Vaughn, like, hey, you need to go see Father. He wants to see you. And, oh. Ooh, I love that Vaughn said these next two lines. So he goes, I don't need an invitation to see him, but tell him Slave 23 will make an appearance. And I was like, oh, he like used his, he's like, I'm not going to use the name you gave me. I'm, I'm, I don't need an invitation. He only has a body because of me. He only has half these things because of me and let him know I will make an appearance, but on my own time. And I was like, you get him. So Pride leaves, doesn't mess with them, and all that, and I just wrote, goodness, that was a lot to take in. There was a lot of info dumps, like, so we know Pride can't leave the city, he's traveling underground in the shadows, it's really little tiny, uh, what's his name? Bradley, what's his name? Oh, I can't think Selim. Of Selim. Selim Bradley, uh, he's the first homunculus, like, there's a lot, there's a lot to break down there. Um... And so, they, when Vaughn comes back out of the tunnel, Rose and the other guy are still standing there, and they go, what were you doing in there? And he says, sending a declaration of war. And I was like, okay, so now we know where Ed gets it from. Uh, that was the coolest. I, I really like how... Uh, I'm I, really mad that he's growing on me. <laughs> I love how, man, like, I was down on him from the first time he was standing over the grave. I dig him. I'm very happy he's becoming a central part of this show. Ugh. I'm excited to see him flex on Father so hard. And uh, it's gonna be a good fight. I like him. Uh, okay. Dope. So then we pan out of Leto, Leto, and we go back up to Briggs. All of a sudden, a bunch of Drachma soldiers have now shown up at Briggs in the snowstorm, and I wrote more bloodshed set up by Central. Essentially, yes. Uh, Kimberly is the one who sent Drachma to attack Briggs in the snowstorm. He's like, "Hey, you've got the upper hand. Let's go." He helps them attack by uh, helps them attack and has said, lets them know, like, "Hey, the highest men are trapped in there." And also, I'm probably gonna have some people turn against. Like, you know, this is your moment. This is your moment. Um, and so then that's where the the show ends. Uh, but I, I wrote a note about the end credits that. You could see Greed slash Ling fighting on their side, like Ed and Al's side. And so I wrote, maybe there's hope. Because the end credits show him on the opposite side of the homunculus. The hum homunculi. Um, and then for the after credit scene, uh, one of Kimberly's soldiers just betrayed them. Uh, reports to Envy and Wrath where Marco... Whoa, I was like, what does that say? Where Marco is... 
Uh, and Al's trying to learn Alka history from May, and the quote, because, you know, they always love to leave their little ominous quotes at the end of the after credit scenes, the snow is stained red, the color of some, of something, oh, <laughs> of something and desperation. I didn't get the whole quote, so I wrote, of something and desperation. I don't know what ah. something was supposed to be. But I meant to rewatch that and get that, and I did not, apparently. So. That's okay. But, but the snow is stained red. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Desperation. Desperation and something. And something. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Oops. Do you have fun facts? I do have fun facts. Uh, so, the content from this episode is chapter 77. The tables are turned. Um. Yeah, the tables are turned. A new transformation circle in chapter 78, The Seven Deadly Sins. Um, A new transformation circle just made me think of uh, uh, Arrested Development, A New Start, Anus Tart. uh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I only have one more fun fact. It's that uh, they they never tell you how much time has passed. Like, they say that Ed's been missing and everyone's concerned, but they're concerned because it's been 10 days since anyone has seen Ed. 10 10 days? days? Yeah. I thought it's been, like, 48 hours. No, it's been 10 days, which also makes a lot more sense on how Kimberly got that whole army assembled. Yeah. But, yeah, he's been missing for 10 days. 10 days. Wow. Wow. Okay. That that puts a lot into perspective. perspective Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't they tell us that? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. I guess it just wasn't important. I mean, it is, but, but it okay. feels important. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was really surprised when I found that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's Golly. a lot of days. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, Anyway, here's your Netflix summary for chat for chapter episode 43, Bite of the Ant. Uh, in the snowy north, sol- the soldiers at Fort Briggs engage an invading army and Marco leads an attack against monstrous envy. In central, an ominous and shocking secret is revealed to General Armstrong. Not horrible, but also a little, little too Not spoilery great. on the Marco thing. They're pretty bad about that stuff, man. I They did good for a little bit. They had a little streak of good. And now we're back to the heavy spoilers. It's really frustrating, Netflix. It's frustrating to watch you <sighs> Netflix. just fall. Fall. Uh, so, the bite of the ants. I couldn't figure out why it was called this. You said you knew. So, I do. I have a fun fact. So, this title is... there. I'm pretty sure... This title is derived from this quote by uh, Leibana of Skeenchum or some crap. It's really old. It's from, like, 252. Oh. Like, the year 252. Like, it's old. And, oh, wait, no, I lied. It's from 1350 BCE. So I'm a dumb asshole. I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, what? Oh, crap. Sorry. Hey, I've been doing good. Sorry. Um, but the quote is, when an ant is struck, it does not fight back. 
and bite the hands of the or when an ant is struck, does it not fight back and bite the hand of the man that struck it? It is a quote from that. It's from sparring one's enemies by the person that I just said. Okay, that I will. Well, not that I think that in. makes sense for this because it's it's Marco and the Chimeras versus Envy, and yeah. they they've all been tortured by Envy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's supposedly from that quote. I like that. Very I think good. that makes sense. But I definitely did not have that in my com- like common knowledge. So I'm sure it's not really supposed to be in common knowledge. I, I I've never heard. Oh, I have. I have actually heard that quote before. But I was also a history major, so that's probably why I've heard that quote before. That makes sense. Um, but I I had forgotten it until I saw it again. So. But I like well, look, it. It's good. Look, a little refresher you for you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> here, <laughs> here we go. Drachma. Drachma is mad because there is no turn. There are no turncoats uh, that will attack from the inside, like Kimberly said. Because you know what? What a twist. Briggs stand together, and they probably. I really took thought. Care of them. I really thought Briggs was going down. And then they're like, no, just kidding. Do you remember that invading army? They're dead. Yeah, <laughs> so I love fast. it. Love it. But there has been enough bloodshed, sadly, because they took out Drachma that the crest has been carved. So that's not great. Mm-hmm. But Briggs did not fall. Briggs still held strong. So it was kind of like, dope. it was going to be a lose-lose situation anyway, but it wasn't a terrible, terrible loss because Briggs is still standing. Um, so then we pan over, Al's arguing with May about reading the dragon's pulse and thinking with your senses, and it, it is, just cannot understand it, and it's such a great banter scene of them, like, Al's like, I'm trying, and May's like, feel the pulse, and he's like, I don't know what that means! They are this tiny little married couple, and I love them so much. And I literally wrote down, I have a new ship, and then I wrote, wait, how old is May? (laughs) She's 11. I looked it up. And Um, Al is 13? 14? 14. 14. 14. So, not horrible. Wait a couple years. Wait Um, until they're in their 20s, and then it's cool. Wait a couple years. Uh, (laughs) So... I like. I wrote that Scar's crew is a welcome distraction for the kids, and I wrote, "LOL, Yoki is trash, and the kids, uh, the kids know it." <laughs> I like Loki. Love Yoki for no reason. Like Loki, now that Yoki. he's in it, Loki, Yoki, writing that Shut down. Up. <laughs> Shut up! And you're not writing down something. If you didn't write down and something, you're a big dumb, and I just need you to know that. Well, I'm writing it down, so I'm not a big dumb, but I'm not going to use it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can only use my stupid quotes? You okay. have great quotes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was oh, a lot. It got aggressive I, so fast. It's it's 12.30. I can't it's help It's 12.30? The way oh, my gosh. My face is. Anyway. Yeah, we need to hurry through this. I'm so tired. Anyway, yeah, okay. Continue. Alright, Zampano, that's one of the Chimera. Uh, like, we get, like, maybe one of one or two of their names, but Zampano is one of them. Uh, and I, it looks like he is betraying them. He's on the phone, and he's talking to Envy, and I'm freaking out. 
Uh, and I'm like, Zampano's the one who betrayed her. I'm like, ready to trash Zampano at this point in my nose. I am so mad. I uh, was ready to. I oh was my really gosh. Upset. I was like, pitchforks ready. Light it up. I was so mad at everything they've done for them. And I was like, oh, Zampano. Um, Envy's disguise is an Ishvalan. Uh, and is going up, going up there to their little hideout. And I, I'm just so mad. Anyway, so... We pan over and we're looking at Bradley uh, questioning Hawkeye. And uh, we haven't seen them in a while. And he's questioning her about knowing everything. And she says it's sad that this isn't real and this is all an act. Everything is an act. And she's referring to like Bradley's like care for the country and all this. And that it's not actually care for the country. Uh and so Bradley reveals this one thing that like his whole life has been an act and been put together and he's like, yeah, I haven't gotten to choose anything. But then he makes a comment and says, but my wife was of my own choosing. And I was like, oh, so he really did court her and like yeah, fall in love with, maybe fall in love with her. I don't remember in the very beginning where I said that I think maybe there's something good in Bradley. I don't know, maybe the, like, uh, emotions didn't get split, but that was, like, a weird little nugget there. I just really like how complex all of these villains are. Like, they yeah. all have their own motivations, and that's really nice, but also it gives me, it mostly, it just gives me hope for Ling. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Envy, if, Envy, even when they were in Gluttony, like, worked with Ed, and I, I don't know. I, I don't think know. that these, I think homunculi can be good if they are driven by good you know they're all i think they all are i mean look at look at hohenheim like he's i know he's not technically his own homunculus but he is you know yeah and it's like and you know it, how the weird. homunculus say they're like derived from father but greed like was a soul that two different souls now in them like are it is that even derived from and father so, is Bradley technically? Yeah, because that's that's what happened with them. Because it, it lust and gluttony and envy are all other things. They they weren't people. But yeah, Bradley envy's like a whole town. Are yeah, yeah. So I think that they still have their human self, even if it's pushed to the back. Like it, it's there. It's there. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean. Yeah, I think it's it's more complicated. It's not as black and white. Like pride might be I don't think pride like just was a real people. person. Yeah. Like I think he just can take that form because he's such a morphing thing. But like like yeah, you said, like, like Bradley was a human a who human. then was put with other souls in them. So it's so I think I yeah, think I think it is complicated. I'm interested to see what else they tell us. Because I'm sure there's going to be more. There has to be. Like, there has to be some kind of conclusion here. Oh. <laughs> but, sorry it's not Wrath isn't just wrath. Like, he has other emotions because he has a human because in him. human. Yeah. Yeah. Inter I think that'll be their so, downfall, maybe, at one point. Because, you know, the thing that Greed slash Ling kept saying was, don't underestimate humans. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so this is our, our redemption for Zampano. He was acting. Uh, they're trapping, they're basically creating a trap for Envy. 
and they have landmines essentially created all in the snow with alchemy. And this is such a funny thing to watch Envy just try and run around and just get blown to bits. Uh, they're set to oh detonate gosh. for homunculi only, they say. But really, it's remote alka history that Mei Chang is doing and Al is learning. So they're up further away setting these traps and they're like, we've done landmines only for homunculi and Envy's like, ah, because they don't really know what alka history is either because it's from Ching. Um, so Envy does her, his, theirs lovely transformation into a giant lizard thing again uh, with people pimples. People pimples part people two. Pimples. Uh, it's <laughs> the Chimera soldiers uh, save did I say Marvin? Who's Marvin? Is it supposed to be Marco? Is it Marco? Marco. Okay, I was on yeah, a lot I of... I watched this when I was really in the midst of me being sick, so I wrote, the Chimera Soldier saved Marvin, and I'm sitting here like, I don't no, it's Marco. Marvin. It's Marco. Sure. Okay, and so they saved also, Marco. Another, another little fun fact here, Marco's first name is Tim... Uh, so it's Tim Marco. You can just say Tim. They show it in the title card really briefly. Tim Marco. Ah, Tim. okay. Mm. Interesting. I, I They always, like, give us half a name. Or they give us a name, I like, Fuhrer King. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, the Chimera soldiers save Marco, and they're not fighting Envy, uh, along with May and Scar. They say Marco has to go with them, and that Envy's gonna destroy a village, and Marco realizes his men have now um, been sacrificed and turned into stones. My notes are really confusing right here. I think I had taken some allergy medicine. So, do you need me to tell you what happened? Are you yeah, 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 because I, I can get to the point where Envy grabs Marco, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Envy grabs Marco, and... Uh, basically, he's like, you have to come with me, blah, 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 blah. And they're talking about the men that he worked with in his research lab. And he doesn't realize that they have since been taken and been made into a philosopher's stone. But specifically the one that was given to Kimberly when they, yeah. he got out of jail. So all of his men are dead. He knows this now. And that's how the next part happens. Bridget. Okay, so then uh, Marco has a transmutation circle, like, I said raffled on his hand? Oh my gosh. It's, it's tattooed into it's his hand. It's tattooed like, on his hand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I haven't read these notes since I took them and I did not realize how drug-induced they are. Um, and okay. starts decon- He's like, I know- The thing is, I know how to build a Philosopher's Stone, so I know how to deconstruct one too. And starts deconstructing and destroying Envy's Stone. And it's so intense. I so made a cool. note right before this, though, that a baby people pimple baby like, I wrote a baby most pimple baby grabs Marco and is crying, and it, it like zooms in on it. And I was like, why? So disturbing. Uh, I really hated it. Uh, so I just need to say that note uh, there because it it is. If you're watching the show, like that was a moment that you were like, ah. <laughs> I hated it. I it's, hated it. But then Marco does this really cool deconstruction thing, uh, and just like envy just starts like, digressing, and is like, what is happening? And then the lizard thing, like, spits out the tongue of people, pimple, and then spits out envy, and then, and I'm like, 
Ew! What is happening? And essentially, Envy breaks down into this tiny little slimy slug. Uh, and Marco has destroyed them. And it's a tiny little green Envy and can't do much. And so they put the Envy in a little jar. And I love that. Um, Marco said he wanted to be like Winry's parents and put his put his dead aside and do what's right for everyone. His what aside? What yeah. About his dead aside? So he's putting the dead family, like the dead people. Ah. Like he's like, all right, this happened. Now it's time for me to move forward and keep going. Good. Got That's it. Yes. Yeah. He needs to forgive and move on. Like, he, he, like not necessarily forgive himself, but like understand that that was his past and now he needs to continue. Okay. Um, so Envy is not going to... Try and go down without a fight, even though Envy's a little slug thing. And so Envy bites Yoki, after they've captured Envy, on the back of his neck. And Fucking is Yoki. hijacking his body, like Ratatouille style. And is like, everybody's like, nah, he's all yours, just do what you want. And Envy chose the wrong person. And they're just all like, bye Yoki! And... Al and Mei Chang are like, we'll miss you so much. Oh, it's so sad. And Yoki's so livid. But Envy's like, really? Not one of y'all are going to fight me for this guy? And Envy says, what is this? Doesn't anyone care about this guy? And then drops off of him and they put Envy back in the glass jar. And shake it around until Envy confesses secrets now. Which I love that, that that's what that's what they're doing. Like, was, it, was it Winry that's doing it? Like, you better talk. No, I'm going to shake you around again. And and he's like, no, no, I'll talk. I can't remember who was shaking the jar. I don't remember either. I want to say it was Marco. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I just thought it was so funny because, like, this was a big bad. And now it's a slug. Um, Envy uh, starts taunting them that Ed is missing after the mineshaft collapse. And so you know that's going to shake up Al and... Winry for sure. Um, and then Scar announces that he's going to leave the group for a little bit because he wants to help change the country from the inside out like Miles. Character growth. Character growth. Mm-hmm. Scar no longer wants to be like this murderous villain. He wants, he, I mean like his, his goal is still the same. He, he wants justice for his people but he's going to do it in a much more healthy way for himself too. Uh, growth. Yeah. Growth. We love to see that. Growth. Which which is what we, I was hoping was going to happen with Scar from the minute they introduced him. Because he has a legit reason to be so upset. Just like Winry had a legit reason to be upset. But they're going to grow from it. Um, so Scar wants May to take Envy and go home to save her own country. To help balance out the power struggle. Uh, because he wants her to go and show, like, hey, this is, this is eternal life right here. Look, it's this little slug thing. It was what, but, okay, I wrote a note that I'm, I'm super concerned behind this logic, because what if Envy, like, gets control of a person, and then, like, I don't, I don't know, like. So, here's the thing. She's not just gonna take this slug. She's going to deconstruct him with alchemy ah. just like the circle that's on the back of the country ride transportation yeah. circle she can use that 
to bring him back down to just being a philosopher's stone. So she's going to do that. She's not just going to keep the slug. I thought we were like, just keeping like envy. And I was like, bruh, someone, if he's going to sweet talk someone. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. But then I wrote, I don't want May to leave sad face. I don't either. I love May Chang Xiaomei. I have a feeling that she might come back. Hopefully. I, I really know. hope she does, uh, but there's only 20 episodes left, so who I know. knows, man. Uh, but she's so strong. I don't know. Uh, so Marco is going to go with Scar, and I just wrote, I'm really sad because everybody's splitting up. The gang's I splitting know. up. And we just got this gang together, we and they work so well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we see, we pan back to Central City. Uh, and I wrote, a lady in cloth is wandering in the alley and saying, poor Mr. Green. And that's before I realized, oh, this is Lizard Man henchman to old OG I know. Green. Uh, like, I it, straight up episode seven, deep pulled. Yeah, like, we're, we're, we're pulling back we're pulling back the original stuff. Like, they set stuff up. Well, I mean, granted, this is the second iteration of this show, and the manga had been out for a while, so, like, they, I guess they, they knew they could really write things in in the beginning and use them again. Um, but so, poor old Mr. Greed, uh, and over here, soldiers saying that they're going to Bradley, and he's like, oh, Bradley, maybe I can find Greed, because, you know, Bradley and Greed were fighting, blah, blah, blah. Um, and guess what? Where We pan into the, the, the military central, and we get an Armstrong reunion, uh, which... <laughs> It not pans, a very happy reunion. No, uh, it pants to Lady General Armstrong standing on my my boy's foot, and he's like whimpering. It was like, could you could you get off my foot? And she was like, you'll refer to me as General while I'm here, not sister, not sis, nothing, General. And I was like, okay, okay. Oh, she's so. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he starts saying in typical like. <laughs> little brother, how will you ever find a husband if you continue to, and then before he can even finish the sentence, she kicks him in the knee, and I was like, oh my gosh. But, she says she doesn't like her brother after he deserted his country in Ishval, and I wrote, okay, that's not fair. That's not fair. But that's not how she thinks. I know, but she also doesn't have alchemy, and he was like, used as a dog to just murder all these innocents, and he was holding a child's dead body and say I know but I mean she like will never understand that and that's that sucks yeah. but she's a soldier and he's an out he's a scientist and I he know. wasn't supposed to be a soldier it's my and poor baby though that's just how it is I love I him know. it's okay it's okay okay so then uh so she is meeting Lady General Armstrong is meeting with um Misery. Misery. <laughs> Wrath. Misery is me and my allergies. Wrath. Uh, and so the three rules of alchemy are obey the military, do not create gold, do not create people. Uh, and um, the third, the third they believe, uh, they always say is because it's an act against God, but it's not really. The guy that she's meeting with is... Uh, who's not Wrath is I don't remember who this guy is. He's just one of the generals. I don't remember what. What? Well, he he's in on the plot of 
the horribleness. Um, he says it's to print the, prevent people from creating their own army, which is exactly what they've been doing. They have an immortal army. And it's not just the homunculi, the seven. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, straight up, like, AI robot mortal army. Like, they, they have them hanging, like, pods, people pods. Just right. waiting to be inhabited. Yeah, they're like empty shells that just need a power up. Like I'm trying to think of a movie Which that's is, like done that, but I, I mean, there's a lot. But it's just, uh, they have an immortal so now army we know of people. What, now yeah. we know what the countrywide transmutation circle is for. It's to power they, this every soul is gonna yeah power that this. They have and they're all obedient and they'll go into a little more detail and they all look like they're gonna be powered by father. Um, yeah. So then we go into the credits, end credits, uh, after credit scene, Al is back in Lior and sees Rose. Uh, he's looking for Ed and she, uh, says that she missed him. Um, Winry makes a noise in a face and Al calls her out on it like jealousy. So cute. Ah! Uh, and then we see that Vaughn and Al are going to be reunited. Bam, bam, bam. Um, and my favorite little ominous quotes for after credits, uh, this one says, rise from your slumber, humans. This is the beginning of the end. That's a really big ominous quote. Uh, and then I said, uh, that the lizard thing from old greed is seeing the army and father looking super powerful is a little, little sneak peek we get. So, um... That is the end of episode 43. Yeah. Got, um, got any other fun the facts? The only fun facts that I... The only fun facts that I still have are the chapters that we're on. So okay. this was adapted from chapter 74, Door from the Flask, uh, 79, Bug Bite, and 80, The Prodigal Father Returns. Prodigal. That's Prodigal. It. Yeah. Prodigal. I can't say that. I've never been able to say that it's word. It's a hard Not one. Once in my life if I said that correctly. It's a hard one. For sure. And I it just it's such a problem. I, I hate that word. Anyway. Problem. All right. So that leads us to episode 44. <laughs> Revving in full throttle. Lauren, you got a Netflix summary for us? I do. It is Hohenheim and Alphonse enjoy a chance to get reacquainted. Their bond is restored with ease, inspiring the father to share his secrets with his sons. But one of them is far away and on the run. Huge spoiler. Yeah. Netflix, what is wrong with you? Dang. I do have one voice actor for this. It is okay. Darius. He is one of the homunculi that is with, or one of, not the homunculi, one of the chimera, chimera that's with Ed. And uh, his English voice actor is George Manley. What a wonderful name. And Solid. he plays several people in Ghost Stories, which is the worst dub of all time. <laughs> like, literally. Like, I think, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ghost Stories, but, like, mm -hmm. a long time ago, someone made this anime for dirt cheap. And whenever they sold the dub rights, this group of people just bought it and they decided to do it as bad as humanly possible and they did and we will end up watching this is this the one that's like almost like a joke because of it i think yes. i've seen it yeah okay it okay i have heard of this so i think i saw it on like youtube or tiktok or something 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably watch it. I've never seen it. I've never had the interest, but honestly, it looks really funny. So that might be a thing. I'm down. Um, and then he plays he plays cricket in One Piece. And okay. then his Japanese voice is Masuo Amada. And he plays Jex in Final Fantasy and Manda in Naruto. And that's all I got. All right. Uh, so in this episode, we jump right into the intro as we've been doing recently. I have a feeling that's probably going to happen more often now because we're just zooming through. Um, so Vaughn says that he saw Granny recently and she told him about Al's body because Al and Vaughn have now met up. They like, uh, the end of the episode is like Al turning and being like, dad. Uh, so, uh, I wrote, LOL, Mr. Ho. <laughs> Somebody said that I don't remember who, but they were they said Mr. Ho, and I was like <laughs> Mr. Ho. So of They'd course, be listening to our podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, uh, Ho was Daddy Ho, as Lauren says. Um, hey, ho. I, hi Ho. Uh, uh, so uh, I wrote that the radio guy says the radio works even better after Al fixed it, and I laughed because the last time we were there. Uh, Al was with his bulky body and, like, destroyed the radio and then had to transmute it back, and they're very happy. Um, the guy, Al's seeing now that, you know, he thought Lita was doing better after they did all this and didn't realize all the riots had happened, and he says, like, all this happened because Ed and I took that guy down, and the guy's saying, like, hey, this didn't happen because of y'all. They exposed a fraud, and that they're going to help rebuild. Um, so Al's going to help rebuild. Ho has been helping rebuild. Uh, and the Chimeras say they're going to do it too. And they want to be helpful, which I love this redemption arc, Chimera redemption arc. It's, it really warms my heart. Um, mm -hmm. And Yogi's over there eating, and they're like, nah, dog. You're gonna help us. You're gonna help us rebuild. You're gonna you're gonna feel you're gonna work up an appetite and then you can enjoy a meal. And he he just goes kicking and screaming and I love that. I love that Yoki's just our throwaway funny character right now. Sometimes you need that. Like yeah. right now. We need Because that we're gonna get some movie. heavy stuff and we need a dumb throwaway character. Yeah. Um so Al comes up to uh Vincent? Who's Vincent? Did and is this me being dumb? We're going to talk it up to... I have no idea. My note says Vincent. <laughs> V-I-N-S-O-N, too. So I think it's Vaughn. I think it's supposed okay. to be Vaughn. It says he okay. wants to like, he wants to work, too. <laughs> Vincent? I think it's supposed to be Vaughn. It's definitely Vaughn. Okay. I think it's... it's a. <laughs> I don't know, but jeez, I didn't realize how bad these got. You can see progressively it getting worse as the allergy medicine was kicking in. Uh, and since he wants to work, too. Um, and Winry's going to finally get a bath. And I was like, Lord, that was a very nude scene. Like, I don't know if this... I, I, I'm not at this part in the manga yet. I'm sadly like on chapter 10 still like it the manga is very detailed which not a lot of other mm -hmm. manga like they'll have short chapters these chapters are great and long but uh this felt more men's gaze drawing it's here it's fan service yeah no matter the sex of the person who wrote it is a huge part 
of anime. Just like queer baiting, they they all go hand in hand. Like it's not an anime unless you have some fan service and okay. some queer baiting, which is why modern anime is so good because they kind of take both of those out and I just like give you the story yeah. for what it is. Yeah. Um. I'm a. I know a lot of people are like, no, the old stuff is really good. But again, that's gatekeeping. Modern anime is amazing. Yeah. And it's because it takes this stuff that takes it a has really great nothing anime to and do. Makes it small yeah. And just gets rid of it. And it's. Because I it, felt like wonderful. it, it, like, I can appreciate, like, when we, like, finally getting a bath like and wanting to but be you clean. don't need to see the outline of her boobs exactly That's not like, necessary i understand the sentiment of bath but it's like you know just show her being able to relax and get clean and you know wipe the exactly. the sadness off her like i don't need a sexualized pose of this uh no. so that's what i wrote about that one and i was like mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Rose is thanking Winry for all that she's done to help Ed and Al because Ed and Al helped her. Uh, she says that she had lost all hope and that Ed said she had to stand on her own two feet. And Winry's like, oh, so sorry. And she's like, no, no, but I'm learn we're all learning how to stand on their own. And so Winry gets to see, like, the goodness that Ed and Al do, like, what they're risking their lives for. And I think it's so eye-opening for her and why they do the things that they do. Um, and that there, she's gonna marry Ed and have babies with them and it's gonna be beautiful. Um, so, the lizard chimera thing from Greed, I don't ever remember his name, uh, sees the, we're paying back to Central, he sees the legion of bodies that they've created and General Armstrong looking at them and hearing that they're immortal and mindlessly obedient and, uh, the, like souls are going to be bonded to them and souls procu procured from rival lands and you know so that that's when we know like oh they're causing all these border conflicts and stuff because they're just sucking the souls these are the blood crest things uh and that's why they're fighting at the border because this is where the tunnels are and i'm sure it's like the blood dripping like all those tubes that we see underground i'm sure they're like blood soaking from the ground like I don't know, but, um, so he, he's freaking out, he's running out of there, and he's like, ah, I don't want to deal with this, but guess what, Greed 2.0 slash Ling finds the lizard thing, and it's not gonna be great. We pan back to Leto, uh, Vaughn's telling Al that he's worried, uh, isn't he worried that he might be on their side, like, cause... Al's telling him all these details of what's been happening, all these, like, really sensitive information. And then Vaughn gets really serious. He's like, wow, you've told me a lot. Aren't you worried that I'm on their side? Uh, but then laughs and is like, wow, I'm really... I was like, oh, it made me nervous for a second because I was like, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just because he doesn't really know how to interact with people because he's been so isolated for so long now that he's he's kind of lost his, like... Well, he's also very Ed. Like, Ed would say that exact same thing. But the, my one of my favorite things about this episode is I think watching Al interact with Ho is, like, I think how his mother would have interacted with him. I think Al has a lot of his mom and oh, you know, yeah. we don't really get to know Trisha as a character, but Yeah. I you think can you're right. Really I think tell Al is definitely more mom. Yeah, you can you can see it in Vaughn's like everything that yeah. he just 
he loves this kid so freaking much. And I'm just like, I'm hurt. And then, I'm and then, so hurt. I know. And Vaughn says the comment, like, the fact that you can still trust me. Like, I think he thinks this, though. Uh, you can still Physical trust hands, him. And I was like, he's your dad. Because he says even, like, dad and not, like, Vaughn. Like, that. that's what Ed says. And But, I mean. He's just so pure. He's just so pure and wonderful. Al just has so much love for him still, even through everything. And I was like, oh, gosh. I love that. My heart. I know. We don't deserve him. No, no one does. That's the Ugh. motto of the show. No one deserves Alphon Elric. Alphonse Elric. My heart. <sighs> so uh, then we pan over to this new scene that we're at. Uh, Ed's still gone missing, but the Gorilla Chimera makes a withdrawal from Ed's research account, a lot of money from it, and says he's his representative and even has Ed's pocket watch and stuff. Uh, and I, it looks like he left the watch at the bank, and I'm not quite sure, but it looks like he did. Uh, Let me take it back. Oh, he did? Okay. Um, so he pulls out a bunch of money and he pays these doctors that are treating Ed and pays them to keep quiet. Um, and so, uh, we see that Ed is missing and people are looking for him and it looks like maybe it's Kimberly's men looking for him. Uh, and he's described as red coat, blonde hair, worn in a braid and short. And then... <laughs> Ed snaps and just starts knocking people out because, you know, they said he's short. Um, and But this is when we kind of see a different Ed that I'm a little nervous about because he starts taking these people out uh, that are looking for him because they're looking in the hospital bed for him and uh, he's, like, tricked them. Uh, and he chokes this guy out through the wall, like, punches his hand through the wall and chokes him out. And I'm feeling like this is a lot more of a brutal Ed, and I think maybe that quote that, um, what's his name? Miles. Uh, Kimberly. Kimberly told okay. him that, uh, like, hey, your mercy's about to get you in trouble, and then he almost dies. I think we're gonna see a little bit of a conflicted Ed for a while of, like, being merciless, and, you know, I don't know, I think it's gonna take Al to shake him back into, you know, why they're doing this. Because this is now... Behind me, if you look at my background, this is currently what Ed looks like. He's wearing a white coat. It's a doctor's coat. He's got his hair down, and he puts it in a ponytail and no longer in a braid so that uh, it doesn't match the description. Um, and I said Ed seems a little on the chaotic side, and he says this lovely quote that is the name of the episode. He goes, I'm revving at full throttle. He doesn't say it like that, but that's how I perceived it. And I'm like, all right, so are we in our rebellious teen years here? <laughs> I don't remember reading that quote, so I don't know if it's actually in the sub. I really oh. don't think that it is. Man, um, it is so just... That's hilarious. He yells that, like, why. after choking out those people, I'm revving at full throttle, and I was like, oh, so right? It feels like his emo years where it's like, Mom and Dad don't understand me. Uh... But I mean, well, I guess he has he, hit that stage. He did almost die, so you can have a little bit of resentment there. Um, and <laughs> so the chimeras pretend like they're taking a kid hostage to get away, and they're just running with Ed because these soldiers come in. They're like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And Ed's just literally like just hanging in their arms, like limp noodle, like whatever, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Like I think him and the chimeras have this like bond of like. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see that what that relationship unfolds more. Of. Um, 
But now we're going to get Ponytail Ed, uh, and he looks way more like his dad, because he's got a ponytail mm -hmm. and only, like, two little strips of bangs down. He looks like his dad in the, the first Homunculus episode when we see him as Slave 23. Uh, but I'm like, all right. So this is really creepy. He's like Al's more mom, and Ed is just a spitting image of Ho. Um, so Ed changes in the car, and changes the car because the military is after them. They see what car they get into, and it changes it into this weird like monster truck thing, and it it's made me hideous. laugh. And he goes, "What's wrong with this?" They're like, "Change the car back." And the chimeras were, and it goes, what's wrong with this car? It looks cool as hell. And someone goes, you got a problem with the, oh no, Ed says, you got a problem with a sense of style? And they just quit back really fast. You don't have any. And I was like, finally, yep. someone told them. Someone no, no skulls on the railing and snowman. Like, calm down. Calm down. Uh, so... <laughs> I wrote in this next one because they stop and they pull over somewhere. And I said, I do not need to hear these guys peeing. Thank you, show. Because the guys are like peeing on the side of the road as they're escaping out in the middle of nowhere. And they they literally give us the audio of like They're just urinating. being honest, Bridget. They want they want you to know that it's hard being on the run and sometimes you just you gotta pee where you gotta pee. I understand that. Don't I have, blame the show. I have peed and pooped in multiple places on the road. I know. I know. But don't blame the show is all I'm saying. I don't. Being true. I have headphones in while listening to this. And I was like, I don't want to hear the pee. So, <laughs> so gross. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, Ed is trying to think where Al would have gone to. So, they're trying to, Ed's, Ed's trying to figure out where Al is because they can't be at Briggs and so um, we pan back to Al. Al's trying to process everything that Vaughn just told him. Vaughn just told him all about him being a philosopher's stone, his past, all this jazz. And Vaughn says being immortal is not worth watching everyone die before him. And I wrote like their mom. Uh. I think that was the promise she couldn't keep. Was that, that she, she would stay alive until he saw her again. Oh, Lauren. I mean, they haven't said it, but I, know. I think that's what it is. That's so sad. I know. Because she told Granny to say, tell him I'm sorry I couldn't keep her promise. Okay. Well, that makes us sad. Um. Mm -hmm. So... Al asks, like, hey, so if you're a Philosopher's Stone and you had babies, what does that make us? And Ed and Al are still human because the Philosopher's Stone is just fused to Vaughn's soul. So he's still got a body, but he just can't die. Vaughn says destroying yeah. the tunnel, because they talk about destroying the tunnel that uh, Sloth and them have built, uh, is, is a bad idea because Pride is watching over it. Um... And then he says this quote to Al, which I wrote down because it feels like it's it's going to be important. Uh, and it's kind of like metaphorical, I guess, but we don't really know the meaning of it. He says, look up, son. You're too busy looking down. If you want answers, you need to look up. Uh, and then um, 
he wrote, the man in Central is waiting for his day of reckoning. Uh, and I wrote, Led Leto the Sun God? Question mark? Yeah. Why did I, I write know. that? Because they looked at the statue of Leto the Sun God. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I think where they, they say that quote, they look at the statue and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe what, what the sun god is based off of. Like, is it father? Is is it another legend? Because so far the only legends we know are of father and Vaughn. So, yeah, I need to go back to episode three and remember yeah, what they said about him. But I'll do that later. <laughs> it's a little late. Uh, yeah. So um, we pan back to Greed 2.0 and the Lizard Man, and he's like, beating up this lizard guy who used to be his, like, henchman confidant for the old greed. Uh, and then all of a sudden we get this, like, TV static like thing. And at first I thought my, the Funimation account was messing up. Um, and it kind of scared me. Uh, but Greed's lizard is trying to get him to remember him. Uh, I think his name is Jim because I, or don't trust my notes, but I wrote Jim. Okay. Whatever. Uh, call him Jim. <laughs> my notes have not been trustworthy so far. But hey, I I like Jim. Lizard Jim. Hey, Marco's name was Tim. So Same vein. Lizard Jim. Lizard, Lizard Jim. Lizard Jim. Uh so like cause I wrote <laughs> I wrote uh he's trying to get him to remember him. And he kills Jim. I, I th maybe it's supposed to be him, but he, wrote, him. he kills Jim. I'm gonna call him Jim, though. I really like Jim that. the Lizard. Uh, jeez. Lizard Jim. Lizard Jim. Uh, and so he kills him, and I'm like, oh man, he like so made this chimera, sad. and now he just killed him. And then we get the TV static again, and so I realize it's now. It's Greed's brain, like, fighting. And so I think it's Ling fighting back with Greed. And uh, TV static again. And then all of a sudden, old memories are taking over Greed's vision. Guess what? It is Ling. Ling is like, hey, man, you can't be doing this. That's your friend. And, like, forcing him to be, like, with his old memories. And I think get in touch with his human side. Uh, and says, what kind of sick creature would kill his own friend? And he's forcing Greed to take Greed's old memories, getting telling him to get it together. Ling says that the memories are a part of him, and he can't erase them from his soul. Ugh. Ling is making him feel emotion from the things he actually chose to have in life and wasn't forced to have. Which, you know, is very similar to that Bradley quote about his wife. So, like you said earlier, these are the ones that have a human. Uh, so, so, Ling's English voice act. I would just like to point out is absolute garbage. Like I tried, I tried with Ling's English voice actor, and I just physically cannot. But his Japanese voice actor sold the crap out of this monologue. Holy butt! Like seriously, I oh I like the English voice actors, but that's I think that's because I just know him as that. Well, you've been I, with it, yeah, yeah. But I, dude, dude, this whole Ling speech. It's done good. so well. I watched it twice. It was it a was great so nice. speech. I watched it twice. Ah. 
But, I mean, it's so well done. And, like, Ling is just sitting there, like, calm in his brain that we can see. And you just see, like, greed raging out. And, and Ling is yeah, so calmly, like, loses it. get in touch with your your body. Get in touch with your emotions. Like, Ugh. you are human. You are human. You are not just greed. You are human and you have these. You're in my body. You get to feel these emotions. Guess what? You were greed in this past thing, too. And you get to feel those emotions. Those are real. And so I love that Ling is still there. Ling is not evil. Ling is doing this long con game to get this Philosopher's Stone. And it makes me so he's sad that win. he's not there with the boys. But absolutely, you can tell he's, he's got the upper win. hand. I know he's going to win. I'm because excited about that's it. That's where the episode ends oh. and we get in credits. And then we get this <laughs> a <little> scared, amazing <laughs> after credits scene. Because that makes me really think that Ling's got the upper hand because all of a sudden we put, we're in the Bradley household and Bradley's wife is giving Salim a book about an adventurer who travels the world and it's so sweet. I'm like, why is this the after credit scene? And then Greed just like busts open the door, busts into Bradley's home and starts fighting with wrath and is it and it says it will only end with death. And like he's like, You did this to me and it's just like raging out and I'm like so, Here we go. I'm calling it now. Okay. He's totally going to kill Bradley's wife. <gasps> I'm calling it now. Accidentally, I think. But she's going to die. And he, who actually loves her, is going to go absolutely Berserk? Damn. Oh. Yeah. So, I definitely think that's the thing that's going to happen. Um, but it is now 1.05 in the morning, so I'm going to hit you up with my five important questions. And we're wait, wait, this wait, 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 oh. wait. I have a little okay. note for what we see in the after credits. Okay, so in the next episode, uh, a little teaser, we might meet Daddy Daddy Armstrong, like General Armstrong and Alexander Armstrong's dad. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then Ed's trying to find Al. Obviously, they're separated, and I don't like this, and that's, like, the whole intro credit, too. Uh, and then the ominous quote of the after credit scene, your only hope is to come together with the people that you believe. Okay, hit me with our fun facts. Uh, I, I only have one fun fact, and that is the chapters this came from, which is 81, A Full Recovery, and 82, Family by Spirit. But, I have 72 chapters to read. Oy. Yeah. Here <laughs> are our five important questions. Here we go. Or just five questions that we need answered. Uh, yes. One, when will Ed and Al get back together? Number one question right there. What, when? I need my boys. Uh, number two, is there any good in Bradley? Who knows? Uh, number three, will we ever see the maze again? Maze. Sad. Oh, May Chang Xiao May. Got it. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, or four. are you meaning Maze like Hughes? No, the Maze. Okay, okay. May Chang okay. and Xiao May. Okay. Uh, four, uh, where are Scar and Marco going? Good question. Who knows? And then five, they said that Izumi and Sig went on a trip. Where did they go? I don't Where remember what go? episode. Yeah, you're right. The, it's when we see Vaughn with them. Yeah. The, they're like going to find them. These soldiers went to find them. The lizard man sees it. Yeah, and, and they're they gone. That they went on a trip. So And Izumi's now like in better health because of Vaughn, so mm -hmm. And she knows about Vaughn. 
So yeah. uh, those are my five questions. Those are good questions. Those are good questions. Uh, so next up, we're going to be watching episodes 45, 46, 47, 48. Let me look up those uh, names real quick. Uh, I really, I really hope that we get to uh, see, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I need Ed and Al to be together because it's really stressing me out. I know. I don't like it when they're apart. I know. And, like, especially, like, with, like, Ed almost dying and that causing Al to almost die. Like, ugh. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Episode 45, The Promised Day, which the thumbnail is... <laughs> the thumbnail is General Lady Armstrong with Alexander Louise Armstrong in a headlock. And she's got, like, a saber to him and choking him out. And he's like, ah, like, tap out. <laughs> Which, I just love that thumbnail because what a great, like, depiction of them. Uh, episode 46, Looming Shadows. Episode 47, Emissary of Darkness. And episode 48, The Oath in the Tunnel. Oof. Uh, Oof. I just glanced at all of the thumbnails, and they're kind of spoilery, but not Don't too spoilery, but uh, very, nothing. very shocking looking. Um, so yeah, that's what we're watching next week. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or theories, or you want to guess as good as Lauren does, send us an email at gatewayanimepodcast at gmail.com. Or I'll read them, but you'll never guess as good as I will, so give up now. Or, you know, hit us up on any of our social medias. Subscribe, like, share, please. Uh, we also have a Patreon. If you subscribe for three months, you get some cool merch for whatever uh, platform you do. Uh, right now, it's Michelle. Michelle's our first Patreon. We love you, Michelle. She's our number one fan anyway. Uh, and, yeah. Lauren froze on me. I don't know if it's frozen for you, Lauren. We made it through this whole episode, though, before that happened. Um, but, yeah, so I hope that y'all listen, and we will see you. Oh, you're back! Okay! okay cool. <laughs> I was like, and Lauren froze on me, and we made it through this whole episode with no issues. I don't know. You're and then you came so back. Well. It's hey, okay. Hey, if, this is, now. if we just have to take it in the, like, exit, I'll do it. It's way better than the other Great. one's been doing. Um so, yeah, we love you. We love anime. We love anime. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.